I know almost nothing about um, about astrology in, in when compared to somebody who is an astrologer. I mean, I know the signs and I have a, I had and still do have a general idea about what I thought each sign was and the qualities that it would bring or the experiences it would have, etc. And I forget, I think it was Linda Goodman's Love Signs or something like that. I read, I got that book and I read through it and I, I thought, oh, I really don't like the Capricorn sign. And, and I was at a point in my life where I was just, um, it was like I was changing things left and right. This was part of that period um, right after Kundalini where I was now very officially saying, I'm not, you know, something big has shifted here. I'm not who I used to be. I'm not what I used to be. And so I was terrified of that. At the same time, it was like I was drawn in, like I was being hypnotized and brought in to a whole new way of thinking. So long story short, um, one day I just decided somebody was um, talking about Scorpio and they were a Scorpio personality. And I thought, oh, I really like the, the, the idea of being Scorpio. Um, and so I decided I was going to um, be a Scorpio. I was just going to change and I was going to make myself a new birth date. And, um, you know, and, and that that was going to be something that um, would just change who I was and how I was. And the reason I wanted to be a Scorpio, because I thought they were really sexy. <laughs> so, um, so I give myself a new birthday, and I forget what the birth date was. It was something like November uh, 10th or 15th or something like that. Um, and, and I stayed Scorpio for a while. Um, and I told people that was my birthday and I, that I was a Scorpio. And after about, I'm, I think it was probably six months, I thought, you know, I, I think the next one was cancer. I thought, okay, I, I really, I was into a whole bunch of family issues at that point. Um, yeah, and I was trying to get my kids back again. <laughs> and so, um, and, and so I thought, well, maybe if I had those qualities, I would be able to be more successful. And so I just changed. I was like, no, I'm going to be a cancer. I'm going to be, um, you know, as a family oriented. And so, um, and so I, and I was also both of the men that I had been married to, um, at that part, both of the men that I had been in love with, one married to and the other just in love, were um, people that were cancer in nature. That, and I thought, well, maybe I could understand them better if I, you know, just gave myself a new birthday. So I think I, um, I took my first husband's first birthday, which was like July 5th or something, and said, okay, now I'm cancer. And I went through that. Um, I didn't last six months um, with that. It was probably almost, maybe, but not quite. And then I thought, no, this is too sappy. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, forgive me, all those of you who are born in July <laughs> or cancer under the influence of cancer. So um, I decided that I was going to be a Leo. Um, and because I wanted more power, I wanted to make stuff happen in the world. And 
Um, and so I gave myself a new birth date. Um, and I think it was July 30th or something like that. It was right, at, right around my daughter's birthday, one of my daughters. Um, and I stayed Leo for a while and I, I felt like I was becoming obnoxious, I guess was how it felt. And after four or five months of that, I thought, no, um, I really need to be working on this whole psychic thing. I think I'll be Pisces. So I'm going to Pisces. So I went into um, February. I, I don't know if it was, I think it was the end of February, some, somewhere in there, um, beginning of March. I, I thought, okay, um, I'm going to develop my psychic abilities, my intuitive abilities a little more. I'm going to learn how to manage the darn things. And so then I went through Libra um, after that, because Pisces was like, you get too far into the psychic thing or the intuitive thing, you become ungrounded. So at that point, I went to Libra thinking, I need a better balance here. I need more grounding, balance between the real world and the, the psyche. And I was so struggling with Kundalini at that point. Um, and so I stayed Libra for, um, I don't know, it was, you know, maybe only three months. And then I went to Taurus and I didn't like Taurus at all. It was too much, um, I, I felt like it was drudgery. I don't know why. Maybe it was just my perspective. So after maybe only a few weeks, I went to Aquarius. Um, I thought, well, you know what? I wanted to see what my sister's um, energy was like. Both my sisters were Aquarians. And, um, and so I, I thought that was nice, but it wasn't exciting. And so then I thought, well, let me try my mom. She, she was a Virgo. So, um, so then I switched to Virgo and gave myself a birth date right around my mom's birthday. And then um, at that point, I remember going to Gemini because I had been having a lot of experiences of being in two places at once. And I thought, okay, I've twinned myself somehow. Maybe I need to be a Gemini. And so I gave myself a new birth date and I stayed Gemini for a while. Um, and then, um, then I ended up um, thinking, well, you know what? I've tried them all except for Aries and Sagittarius. I might as well just try those two just to say I went through them all. So I went to Aries. I thought it was an awful number. Um, no, there was no satisfaction in Aries. I never, I, I don't know what it was about that energy, but um, always fighting, always struggling, always worrying. And, and so, um, so then I left that after maybe only a few weeks, maybe a month and a half. And then I went to Sagittarius thinking, I don't know what Sagittarius is about, but let's try it. This is the last one. If this isn't it, well, yeah, I've tried them all. Um, and I stayed Sagittarius for a few months and then finally thought, well, I'm a Capricorn. You know, that's just, I might as well go, go back to who I really was or where I really started. And so, um, but that was a, a several year process of going through all of those 
various astrological things. And I don't know what I was, quote, supposed to learn. But um, when I look back on it now, the feeling that I had is that it rounded me out in a way that I hadn't expected. I felt like I had tasted all of the energies of the entire um, the entire, uh, we call it the ocean, the entire sea of life. So, um, so that was my experience. That is my experience with astrology. <laughs> so how did you do that to say, well, I'm going to try that out? Did you connect with something or, I mean, you talk about it as if you stepped into like a new body with a new f- yeah. energy frequency. So can you talk a little bit about the how does the, how does that process occur? Well, the first one was just this, you know, the move to Scorpio was this feeling of I I'm, I'm too stiff. I'm too, you know, I need to be more sexual. I was already struggling with sexuality that was off the charts. And so I don't know what made me think, maybe I thought I would get a better handle on sexuality because kundalini leaves you in a very sexual place. You're turned on 24/7. Um, it's just this, it's a, you cannot imagine how much hassle that is to be constantly turned on all the time. And what you're really learning is how to hold that energy. Um, but I didn't know that at the time. And so I think that was some of it. Um, but it was just a decision. No, I'm, I'm Scorpio now. And here's my birthday. Um, you know, it's November 10th or 11th, 11, 11, 11, I think it was somewhere right in there. Um, and, and that, and it was just like, that's what I told people. So, but there's still something that you knew that is an energetic, um, not attachment, but with a birth date, there's something that comes with that. When you incarnate on a specific day, you become a specific sign. So can you talk about that? Because some people say, oh, it's all mumbo jumbo. And you look at, you know, this is all. But is that the case? Is it mumbo jumbo? Or is there something energetic or frequency attached to a sign? No, there's a frequency attached to it. So your base frequency is set by the day and time you are conceived. And then it's tweaked again the day that you're born and you actually enter into this 3D place. Um, and yes, you are stamped with all of the energies of the universe and all of the questions of the universe at that time, at the moment of conception, and then it's reinforced at the moment of birth. Um, and that just is the way that it is. I don't know what made me think that I was just going to, you know, at that point in time, however, um, because of Kundalini, I was able to be anywhere. I was able to see anything. I was able to become anything. And so when I said, okay, my new birth date is November 10th or 11-10 or what a 10-11, whatever, 11, I think it was 11-10. I'm just going to align with that and see what happens. (laughs) So, you know, so there, I, so I proceeded to act as if I was Scorpio and that was a much more, it, it turned out to be not so much sexual as it was much more communicative. Um, Aquarius was very communicative, um, which I was surprised at. Leo was bossy. 
Um, so th there's qualities that I took on and allowed myself to think I was <laughs> during that time. And it changed me. Okay, so that's what I wanted you to talk about is the fact that there is an actual energetic um, frequency oh, yeah. that happens before you start describing each one. It's like, well, this could all be mumbo jumbo. You buy a newspaper, you read the thing. And right. So I wanted you to talk a little bit more your experience that you actually feel that there's a frequency change that happened yeah. when you aligned with that. It was greater or lesser, depending on, you know, how, how intensely I made that switch. Sometimes like with that first one, that was a pretty intense switch. By the time I got down to Aries and Sagittarius, it was like, yeah, well, let's just try this. <laughs> so um, it was kind of a, a devil may care kind of attitude at the end. Um, well, let's, let's see if there's anything here. And it wasn't my energy. It just wasn't. The only thing that I got out of the whole thing was this um I'm going to say like this immense flexibility that um, was kind of like becoming an actress for a while. I'm going to act as if I'm Scorpio. I'm going to act as if I'm Leo. I'm going to act as if I'm Virgo. Uh, I'm going to see if I can think like Libra, uh, those kinds of things. Um, that flexibility was... Um, was part of the gift as well as part of the uh, utilization of the dynamics that I was actually witness, witnessing in myself and between myself and the universe and between myself and other people and between other people in the universe. The people <laughs> notice a change in you. The people say you're behaving differently than you usually do. I don't think they noticed anything. <laughs> so it was only me. Um, and, you know, a couple of times, um, I, I remember, um, I forget which one it was, I was out with somebody, I was on a date with a banker, and I had told him, you know, he asked, um, you know, what sign I was, and I told him whatever I told him, and then um, we got carded at a bar, and, um, and I said to the waitress, not thinking, um, you know, my birthday is January 16th. And he was like, what? And I was like, whoops. <laughs> so then I explained to him that I was really born on this date, but that I was experimenting with becoming something different. Um, and he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we only have one date. <laughs> so it was fun. <laughs> Gosh. It's still, it's yeah. still, before you start describing, it's still a little bit of a mystery to me to, to how you, you did that, how to say, I'm going to, you know, I, for me, I would need to. That sassy. It was just a part of the sass that I was, I was into making the world the way I wanted it to be and making my life what I wanted it to be. And I was exploring. But at a certain point, like the experience that you had with, let's say, Sagittarius, no, with the Capricorn. Yeah. When you actually met other Capricorns afterwards and your perception of them, did it correspond to your experience? Did, could you validate that somehow? 
I never asked anybody when they were born. I didn't understand astrology and I didn't really care about them. I was just experimenting with myself. So it was a really small-minded kind of experiment that had many more effects and implications and results than I thought it was going to. But afterwards, when you, yeah. when you start to meet people, when you start to do consultations, then yeah. there was something about the birth numbers and could you, that's what I'm trying to say is later, that whole experience, it, when you started to have a one-on-one -on -one consultation, was your experience yeah. validated somehow and say, oh yeah, this person is Capricorn, I could see that. Yeah, I did find that that, that was very helpful. My experience is that sign helped me see and feel what they were going through. But I found their numbers to be much more important, much more flexible, much more indicative of um, what they were trying to make happen. Um, the astrological sign was always very, very helpful. Um, but because I didn't know anything about astrology, the numbers I, that I found myself seeing this patterns in the numbers it was like oh wow um, this is far more powerful or far more versatile than what I can do with astrology so I ended up you know playing with numbers and discovering that there were certain characteristics for each of the numbers so I'll just mention that for today we're just going to do the astrological sign but we do plan on working with the numbers a little bit so to give people an idea yeah just for everybody. So today we'll just focus on the, on the signs. Okay. Yeah. One of the things that you mentioned was Kundalini changes your numbers and your signs. Um, yes, it does. They, they almost don't apply to you anymore. Um, at the same time that you're free of them, you're also free to actualize them in a much more powerful way. So, um, I realized that I was, in fact, a builder and that I was going to build and that, um, and that that was why I had come to be a Capricorn um, and to have both feet on the ground um, because that's Capricorns are earth signs. And, um, and that, you know, all that played into the choice of parents and the whole, um, not only the bloodline, but their family tradition and history of being farmers. Um, all of that came together. You, when you're trying to assemble an experience in which uh, things work the way you want them to work, um, you best know what, you are, what your outcome is, what you're going for. And then you set as many things up to nurture and support that as you possibly can. So everything, my numbers, um, my parents, my grandparents, their history, the tradition on both sides, the work that they did, um, the way that we lived, all of that, all of it, very, very um, powerful in terms of pushing in a certain direction. For people when they're going to watch this, is there any way for you when you're going to talk about a sign that you could because you just mentioned something about, okay, builder, and I actually went through that, that, that we could kind of associate it with purpose right now to say at this time, yeah. if you were born this, maybe look into this or try to tune into this so that you can, that, so that the, the, I, the goal again for me is just to give people hope in themselves that they, they came here for a reason, although, you know, it might not 
yeah. you know, change the world per se, as in the president can do or what somebody that, that they can actually do something. I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking about this building. <laughs> so, um, or the idea of building communities or, you know, whatever. Um, I, I don't know that I could say anything that you wouldn't find in any of the books out there, but um, I could at least highlight a couple of things with each sign that I think partly from the books and partly from what I've observed. So um, yeah, Capricorns are either the Capricorns are there to build stuff up or tear it down, either one. And often in the building up, you're taking something else down or you're replacing it. It's the build a better mousetrap uh, sign, if, if you will. Okay, and that includes especially um, financial and political and structural or architectural things. So um, Scorpio, uh, wow, I'd probably have to review some of these. Scorpio, and I have some notes in, I don't know if I can find those, um, of my perceptions of each one of the signs, maybe. Um, very often, you know, the, the ideas that are encompassed in each one of them, um, you know, Taurus, for instance, I remember being in the Taurus that was when I was in Taurus, I finally became less ashamed of my farmer background and began to really appreciate it. And then began to be embarrassed that I ever tried to get rid of that or pretend that that wasn't part of who I was. Um, so Taurus very often um, has to do with Mother Nature, connecting with gardening, etc. Um, everything to do with nature. Um, Libra often everything to do with beauty. Um, being willing to change your bathroom rugs or towels because you want beauty, being willing to um, have one little cup and saucer and plate that's beautiful that you eat from because you want to surround yourself with beauty. Um, balance also. Um, very often Libra is um, Libra and Leo and Capricorn to some extent very much involved in legal issues, um, but especially Libra, they're what's right, who's got the power, and are they using it for what is right? Um, so Libra's there to learn to judge and to judge in a way that is useful. Um, let's see, what else do I know here? Um, Aquarius, I never did figure out Aquarius. I, I didn't have a good thing about Aquarius. And, and I remember um, saying to my one of my sisters, I can't quite figure you out. Um, but that um, I've often thought that the, if I can say it this way, they're the ones who emotionally are immovable. They become these stalwart, strong, you know, uh, sometimes righteous, um, and maybe rightly so righteous, but these emotional creatures who do not tolerate BS. And, and I remember thinking about the, you know, when I was in Aquarius, 
Um, this is what it's like to be immovable. But that's about the extent of that. Um, Virgo is almost always about practicality in terms of whatever you're doing is a practical. Yeah. So oh, that's me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Virgo has this sense of femininity that's very practical. Like, what am I going to use this beauty for? What am I going to use this intellect for? What am I going to use this skill for? Um, and, and very down to earth. And also the tolerance um, that Virgos have is astounding. Um, they, they take care of other people often. Um, and they tolerate. They, maybe you need to be more Virgo. <laughs> they tolerate the crazy people and the, and the ridiculous. And they often just listen. Um, amazing listeners of Virgo. Um, Gemini, the Geminis are often very scientific. Um, there's some Gemini, there's some Taurus, um, and there's some Leo th that are caught up in the science thing. Um, the science thing really asks you to explore all the worlds that are out there. And because Gemini is the symbol of the twin, um, you're suited to some extent to go and do that. And so maybe this um, scientific exploratory uh, characteristic that also includes the artistic as well. Um, the artistic side of the Gemini, however, usually suffers because they're not good at business. They're, um, they just don't like the business side of things. They're uncomfortable having to make a deal. They don't want to charge for what they do. And that's all the stuff they need to learn is how do you do that? How do you be scientific and sell your invention or patent your work and make it available or sell your painting or your music or whatever? So Gemini, very, very much needing to learn the art of business um, while exploring the world in um, all sorts of different ways. How does the world express itself? Um, is it science? Is it music? Is it art? Is it dance? Is it football? <laughs> um, that kind of thing. Uh, Aries, very often, those are the soldiers, uh, the military people, the police, not always, but um, they have a militaristic, Aries people have a militaristic side to themselves and a um, very much aligned with Libra in terms of justice and what's fair and what's right. Um, they're very quick tempered. That's, you can get that out of the book. Um, and I know a few Aries and they are. <laughs> um, and, and they're very intolerant of fools. So um, part of the work, part of the purpose of an Aries consciousness is to, um, you know, to reveal the foolishness in the fool. Well, that, of course, makes for sparks. Um, and so they often get into arguments, etc. Sagittarius, um, very unusual. That's unusual energy. I was not comfortable in Sagittarius, even though the books all say this is where spirituality resides. 
well, mm, yeah, okay, but um, the purpose of a Sagittarian energy, I think, is to reveal the dogma that goes nowhere, if I can say it that way. Um, and that includes not only the religious dogma, but the business dogma, the political dogma, the traditional cultural dogma, um, blah, 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 blah. They are the Sagittarians. Um, they have to be doing something different all the time. I could not settle on one thing when I was doing Sagittarius. Um, and it, it was kind of a scattered thing. Oh, this looks good. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that, you know, da, 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 da. Um, and so the, the dogma, the, the revealing of dogma really is the revealing of what doesn't work. Um, and, and then hopefully to discover what does work. And so for Sagittarians, what doesn't work in your relationships? What doesn't work in your job? What's not working in your body? What's not working with your money, uh, et cetera, et cetera. That's the energy of having to identify what isn't working it is falls in the Sagittarius camp. Um, let's see who else cancer um, cancer. Th that is um, most of that cancer energy is really, it really is all about family, loving family, wanting to be with family, wanting to um, just be surrounded by family the big lesson for most of, of the cancer people is people aren't going to love you just because you're their brother or their sister. And family is not going to stick around if you aren't nice, if you don't make an effort, if you don't reach out. Nobody owes you a relationship. And so that's a big lesson for um, people who are, you know, born under the sign of cancer, the crab. They're very sensitive, like Pisces. Um, they pull back all the time. Um, they're kind of afraid of knowing what they know. And they're often afraid of feeling what they feel. Um, and so the, one of the lessons of cancer is to, um, you know, let it out there. Be, let it be what it is. Let, it, let yourself know what you know. Um, and, you know, and be good to your family. And do not take them for granted. A lot of family has this erroneous idea that because you're family, they can say anything. They can say it anything, any way they want, anytime they want. That will get you in trouble and will break up the whole family. You have to treat family like they are the strangers that they are in terms of being polite, in terms of being reserved, unless you see an invitation to come a little closer, to be a little honest, to go a little deeper. So big lessons there for cancer. Um, and I think that's probably, I think I might have covered, um, I don't know, I want to go back to Leo. I'm not sure I said enough about Leo. Um, they're all about power. Um, but one of the big lessons for Leo is um, they're often so obnoxious. And, um, and they think that's power. And so the lesson is, what is power really? A lot of cops in our, end up in Leo as well. Um, a lot of CEOs, 
when they get power, they think they can do anything with it. That's big lessons there, big lessons, because you can't. And if you get, if you cross a line into what I'll call legal, illegal, you're no longer in the realm of the legal, then um, a lot of issues there. Uh, and then you don't feel good about yourself or who you are. And how do you get back to, how do you undo that illegality and get back to being proud of who you are? That's a tough one. So, and Leos often are so brash, they think they can get away with whatever. And so they often end up, you know, shooting themselves in the foot, either with their mouth or their actions um, or their attitude. So um, big lessons. And the other piece of Leo is use that power for something good. Develop that power. Um, Leos are very often very, very intelligent extremely intelligent. So are Geminis, almost too intelligent. So, I mean, all the signs have extraordinary kinds of intelligence, uh, but Leo is pretty, pretty amazing. So, yeah, so that's, I think I covered all the signs. So if we bring this into incarnation, okay, um, is there a complementary thing happening with all these signs. Um, yeah, there is. So, so this is where we get into difficulty in relationships. Um, your best other relationship is usually going to be the person across the wheel from you. So for cancer, that's Capricorn and vice versa. Um, let's see who else or Capricorn um, in cancer often, you know, Capricorns will build family, cancers will build family, um, that kind of thing. I, I not, I have to look at the wheel to see who's actually across, you know, give some other examples, but that it almost doesn't matter. It's who's ever across that wheel is going to be your best teacher, the best one to help you develop yourself because they're going to be the exact opposite of you. And that gives you a window into, hopefully, into the intimate side of what it's like to be that kind of person. How to think like that. How do they feel? How do they see things? Most people get into big arguments because they're trying to make one another uh, be or see or do the way that you know, that the, you know, the, the wife is trying to make the husband see it her way. And he's trying to make her see it his way. And so they're arguing. Um, and, and really and truly, that doesn't go anywhere. And we all know that. <laughs> I have plenty of experience with that. So the person across the wheel is there to develop as much of your alternate qualities as possible. And depending on their, you know, it isn't just what sign you're born under, it's the alignment of all your planets and all those additional qualities that may make somebody who's, um, you know, four signs away from you a better match because they have a configuration that is totally different. The worst thing you can do in this, I'm, I hope I'm not messing up anybody's dreams here, is to get a partner who's just like you. Because there's often very little growth 
there's very little expansion. There's very little tolerance that develops. Um, there's very little alternate perspective that comes into play. And you exit the life almost the same as you entered it. And the whole goal in coming here is to expand and to develop and, and to see the world differently. You want a core change. That individual that you're with who's across the wheel from you is the exact opposite. You talk about a core change, um, that's where it's coming from, right there. And, and so we very often um, get caught up in, you know, who's a good match. Yes, there are matches that are destructive. You don't want that. You want somebody you can learn from. And so, so let's go beyond astrology to the concept of maturity. When you are fully mature, then whatever sign you are, offers something to everybody you meet, everybody. And, and so you can pick a partner based on who offers you just this amazing other perspective. You know, one of the things I loved about being married to Jim was he had a totally different way of seeing things. And so I would, you know, do something or write something or, you know, think something. And I would say to him, how do you see this? And he would come out with something I would never have thought of. And I was just like, oh, wow. And then I wouldn't say anything. And he would say, well, did I say something wrong? And I would say, no, I just, that's just a different way. I would maybe not even say anything. I would just say maybe, oh, but I would be thinking uh, wow, I would never have come up with that in a hundred years. And so it was, it was like I was having a window into another way of seeing the world. And I eventually learned to stop fighting that and start borrowing that. And so when you get into a fully mature place, um, all of the signs offer you something. But when you're starting out, a good way to really um, expand your world is to have somebody who's vastly different from you. And instead of fighting with them, you learn from them. You just constantly pick their brain and say, well, what, how do you see this? Well, what do you think about that? Well, what would you do about this? Um, how would you handle that? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a, a big one for marriage in terms of the way that we're doing it now, but I'm very big on people coming together and loving intensely at whatever level they can love at, um, you know, and if it's, if it's not husband and wife, you know, it's, or, you know, two partners, um, et cetera, there's still this immense potential for learning from that other, whoever that other is. Um, and so the richness of life comes from being able to get somebody to share their way of seeing the world for with you for a minute. And then you can borrow that if you want. Can you talk a little bit about okay. <laughs> when you have the signs, adding the numbers to that without going into the numbers to say, how does that change the whole dynamic? 
talk a little bit, introduce the concept of the numbers. Okay. So when I'm looking, you know, when I'm doing a consultation, I usually um, say to somebody, what's your birth date? As soon as they give me the birth date, then I know what sign they're under. And, but I also have their numbers and you, the numbers, something I say frequently, the numbers don't really do anything themselves, but they represent certain forces that are in effect at the time of the birth or when you choose that date as a birth date. And those numbers work on you for the whole life and, and they're relentless. And, and so let's say there's a birth date of um, 12, 27, um, 1973 or something like that. So um, you add the numbers together to get a single digit unless you have 11 or 22. You do not um, go any, those are master numbers. But then each number gives you a window into the kinds of things that that person is trying to develop, the gifts that they're trying to integrate, the, the way that they're trying to see the world, um, all of that very, very, very insightful, gives you a little window right into their soul. And, um, and so there's a birth number, <clears throat> the day they're born, there's a birth month and there's a birth year. I do not add all the numbers together because it's much more useful to um, keep up the birth number or the birthday, the month and the year separate. And to look at those as this conglomerate of pressures that are working on you. So maybe next time we meet to do each individually okay. and then maybe do some yeah. trios. Right. And that's part of the language of energy as well. So um, that whole thing about the language of energy is like, that's just hitting me all over again. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I, and to be able to understand that um, there's it's a window into reality that is pretty handy, pretty useful. So if I was to ask you, could you also talk about the birthplace and the birth name, the birth gender and the birth parents, do all of these things, are the, all these things chosen and do they have an impact on one's um, life? Yeah, the birthplace I don't pay any attention to um, except to note the birthplace is the theater. You know, if that's Australia, that's that theater. If it's Europe, that's another theater. If it's Asia, so that's as far as I go in terms of place. Um, because each one of those continents is very specific um, energies, longstanding, that have a little bit of impact. The parents, usually the parents are somebody that you've worked with in the past. Um, they're there to do certain things, to say certain things, to um, hopefully raise you in a way that has an impact on you because of the way they are. Um, Good, bad, or indifferent. Parents are pretty important. Um, what was the other thing that was birthplace? Birth, birth name and birth gender. Um, yeah, your name. Your name is um, is your. That's your address in space, in space time. Period. And so your name is how people tune into you. That's your sound. 
and it's it's embedded everywhere in the reality. Um, the gender um, the gender doesn't really make that much difference. Um, if, if people choose male uh, as an alternate when they've had too many lives as a female, um, or vice versa. Um, it, the gender thing, I, I don't know what they're doing with gender out there in the world right now, but most of it is bullshit as far as I'm concerned and has makes absolutely no sense. Your gender is, um, you know, it offers you a perspective and that perspective you will, if you're female, you are inducted into what I'm going to call the feminine way of seeing things and you have female chemistry. If you are male, you are inducted into the male um, way of seeing things. And that's just all there is to it. You have male chemistry. Um, you can have, how would I say it? Uh, a chimera. You, you can have things that are very unusual that happen around gender, but not very much happens unusual around gender. It's pretty straightforward. When you get into... Um, you know, the idea of choosing gender, that's all made up stuff. And, you know, actually, you can choose whatever you want. What's the difference between me saying, well, I think I'm going to be male for a couple of years, and me saying, well, I don't really want to be Capricorn. I want to be Leo, or I want to be Virgo, or whatever. Um, you, you kind of experiment and explore with that, and you see what it has to offer. A lot of people just go back to being what they were originally because it's just more in the long run. I shouldn't say that. I'll say often it is easier in the long run. Can you talk about your name? Uh, the significance of your name, Penny, Penny Kelly, why you chose your name. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, so the birth name, you know, it was actually Kelly was chosen because um, that is the part of the bloodline that I'm from, the bloodline of Kelly, um, the goddess bloodline. Um, Kelly was a group of, or the, the people who were worshiping the goddess Kelly, who was considered the destroyer. Uh, migrated to the far ends of the earth over to Ireland. And then they, um, they were known for quite a long time as the people of Cali. And then of Cali, that became too long to say, and it got shortened to be um, the O'Callies, and then O'Callies, and then just Kellys. And so um, that was very much part of the um, part of the energetic as well as actual bloodline. Um, and then um, my name, um, the, the, I did not like the name Penny at all. I wanted something more romantic, something more dramatic. Um, but the name that was chosen was Pen E. And the, and the deliberate symbolism behind that was when you come to this life, you will write and you will write digitally. E um, is, was our symbol for digital. Whether you use the E, A, B, C, D, E, or the I, which is in many cultures pronounced as an E. 
And, um, and so it was, don't, you know, there was so much symbolism that went into names and the people that I would be with. And it's, it's really kind of crazy. <laughs> um, when I look at it, it's like, wow, we were making sure that I didn't forget what I came here to do. Um, and, and some of the hints about the experiences that I would have, especially Kundalini, um, that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, the, um, you know, my grandmother's name was Ida. And um, that was part of that was to be the reminder that I was uh, going to be involved in Kundalini and to not freak out about it, that it was part of the tradition of the goddess, you know, from of the bloodline from which I came. <laughs> so um, there were all sorts of, of things. Um, my father's name, you know, my mother's name, I really probably shouldn't say those. Otherwise, everybody's going to have all my identification stuff. Um, but uh, very, very specifically chosen parents um, for their qualities, actually more so than for their names, although my father's name was very important. Um, and my mother's ability and her approach to life and her permission to be which was implicit in everything um, that she did, everything. So, um, yeah, so then you get here and you have your number and you have your sign or your numbers and your sign and your people and your past relationships with those people and your name and your sound, et cetera, et cetera. It all adds up.